Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. So Emer, we're still social distancing. How are you keeping? I'm uh, good. I'm surprised that uh, we are still social distancing, but look, that's the way it is. Um, as long as I'm not distant from your memory, that's that's the main thing, you know. Definitely not. Uh, you're ingrained. Your constant references to cooking and baking and all of these sort of kind of things uh, will ever be lasted on my brain. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You know. yeah when- it's the dream team, isn't it, on the radio? Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, one thing I'll say is that's not a dream. And I know it's coming. Yeah, is that highlight of the show? Yes, no pun intended. Absolutely. Like this is your favorite. I think this is the audience's favorite time. You know, it certainly is my time to shine and show you my my unique skill set. Uh, would that be right, Emer? Yeah, you you love my jokes, don't you? The word unique does stand <laughs> out. It does. Yeah. Well, I have a cracking joke, which usually means when I say it's a cracking joke that it's a disaster. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go with this. Hopefully, we won't scare our special guest away with this one. But uh, um, listen, here we go. I heard recently that uh, Stevie Wonder has uh, changed the lyrics in one of his famous songs. Such is his love for social media. So, would you like to hear a small bit of what he's done? I don't have any choice. You don't. No. Okay. Right here I go. <clears throat> okay. I just called to say I tagged you. I just called to say I shared your blog. What do you think about me? It's awful, isn't it? Yeah, you are insta, insta not getting my vote in that one. Well, do you know what? I think we'll have to create an Insta poll to see who likes that joke, you know, so, uh, but hey. Um, all I'm going to have to say is, if you find today's social media joke engaging and would love more of them, don't, don't go there. But you are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping onto our podcast on the Let's Get Social show on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and on Dublin Site FM. So go check it out. Absolutely. And as I mentioned, we have a very special guest today. Um, We're joined by Jen Herman. And I've been a big fan of Jen's for uh, many, many years, especially when I started in social media. And Jen is a social media consultant, speaker, globally recognized Instagram expert, has a unique perspective on business and success on social media. And it has earned Jen and her blog, Jen's Trends, the prestigious award of being top 10 social media blogs three years in a row from 2014, 15, and 16. She's the author of The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Instagram and Stop Guessing. And in 2018, she co-authored Instagram for Business for Dummies with Eric Buto and Corey Walker. And she's spoken at dozens of events, keynoted major stages, and I think one of the critical elements of Jen's personality, she is a collector and lover of stilettos. So Jen, you are so welcome to Let's Get Social. Thank you. I am a collector of stilettos, and right now they're all collecting dust because I haven't <laughs> you worn can't them get in out. two months. <laughs> you can't and get I out. Feel, I see them every day, and I say hi to them, but they're feeling rather neglected. <laughs> well, I tell you, um, as the only man on this particular uh, conversation, I don't know how women, I say to my wife, how do you walk in those heels? It's... <laughs> 
it's not normal. It's not natural. Oh, we get you a pair and you can have a practice, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's great to have you here with us. And I do love stilettos myself. It's just getting the right pair and the right color, you know, yourself. <laughs> I'm sure you, Jen, were thinking that uh, Mr. Twyford's joke probably needs a filter on it. Um, <laughs> You know, hey, I'm the joke teller um, in this relationship, Beamer, right? <laughs> <laughs> Come and get in there. I want to be the next social media comedian. Yes. Um, so um, thank you very much for coming on, Jen. Um, I'm just wondering, do you think, you know, that uh, you could uh, go one better than Mr. Twyford? And bring, bring the jokes. Bring the jokes. Uh, bring the jokes. You know, and, and this is hard for me because people who know me know that I'm very sarcastic and witty, but I'm not a good joke teller. Um, this is something that, you know, it doesn't come naturally to me, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a run for his money on this one. Cool. I think, I think we've right. got this one. Cool. All right. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. We're ready, Jen. Ready. Later All right. How much does the world's lightest cake weigh? Ooh. I don't know. Emer, do you know? I'll get my kitchen scales if we're, if we're going <laughs> Since we were talking no. about all your baking. Yeah. Damn baking. That works out really well. <laughs> right? All right. So how much does the world's lightest cake weigh? Answer is an Instagram. Good. Oh. Very good. Wow. Very good. Yeah. Well, we'd like to give I you like that one, one, Jen. We'd like to give you that one because that's actually funny and on topic. So right? well done. See how to tie it all in together. Oh, and it could go, you never know, it might get trending. You yeah. never know. <laughs> you never know. Things, oh. Crazier things have happened. Well, Jen, listen, it's great to have you on the show, as we said. Um, we better get down to business. And we're talking about Instagram. And, you know, you are extremely influential, extremely knowledgeable and uh, very influential in the whole area of Instagram. And uh, I suppose to kick it off, um, you know, why should businesses be using Instagram? You know, could you give your thoughts on, on the power of Instagram for business? Yeah. And that's one of my favorite questions. Um, you know, and it's funny because when I started doing this seven years ago, I joked back then that I was a late adopter. Um, and people are still joining the platform today. So it's, you know, it doesn't really matter when you join, but the reality is the platform has over a billion monthly active users. It's the third largest platform right now, maybe four, depending on how you want to measure TikTok because it's climbing the ranks as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's one of those top performing platforms in terms of an audience with that, with, like I said, over a billion monthly active users, your audience is there. Um, you know, I get people all the time. They're like, oh, well, my audience isn't on Instagram. They're on Twitter. And I'm like, well, there's way more people over on Instagram than there are on Twitter. And people over the age of 40 are on Instagram more than they are on Twitter as well. So a wow. lot of people get into this mindset that Instagram is quote for the kids. Hmm. Um, and I always tell people, I'm like, well, first of all, I'll be 40 this year and I'm a millennial. So let's just clarify that millennials are not kids. <laughs> and let's remember <laughs> that Instagram is not for the kids. It yeah. was you know, when it came out more so, but it has evolved into this hugely robust platform that is, you know, globally recognized. It is something that all people of all demographics and ages are using. So it's a great way to connect with your audience in a different way. It's a different type of platform with a lot of visual content. Um, it's, you know, not link dropping and things like that. So it's a bit more uh, strategic in terms of how you interact with your audience, but it's a very powerful way if you do it well. And, and like I said, your audience is there. So if if you can make it worth your time, and I, and I do always give this disclaimer, I say any business can be on Instagram, but not every business should. Hmm. Um, there are some people that just is not cut out. Your audience really isn't there or it's just not the right platform for you. But it's definitely something you should at least look at and consider if you haven't yet done so. Very good. Yeah, I, I think uh, 
I think myself and Eva would definitely agree with you there. I think look at it and, you know, as part of your strategy, see if your audience is engaging there, can you engage there and engage really well? And at the end of the day, if it's not going to be a fit for you, don't feel like you have to be there because, you know, once again, it's like any of the social media channels. If you feel, you know, if you feel your customers are there, be active, but if they're not there, there's really no point, you know? So, uh, um, so and we're yeah. also only, I mean, most people are a team of one, you know, even I'm a team of one, even you mm. guys as a team of two, it, there's still one person doing a lot of that responsible mm. marketing and content creation and sharing and, and, you know, all the things that you've got to do to run social media and you still have to run a full-time business on top of it. So to expect to take on every single platform and to take on all of these responsibilities mm. is a huge expectation. Not everyone can possibly do it all. So you have to pick the right places for you and your audience. Yeah. Totally agree. I always say, even before you even start on it, you know, um, you have to consider what you want to have saying in your bio. So, what would you say would be the first thing businesses should do in regard to setting up their profile, Jen? Yeah, and that's such a great question. So, this is, I think, an area where a lot of people struggle on Instagram. You know, they upload their profile photo, they give themselves a username, and they just start uploading content. And especially from a business perspective, that's like a big stop. Like, don't <laughs> like, yeah. let's slow down. Let's stop trying to just rush out there and let's start thinking about things in the sense of how people are going to be seeing you. And most people come to your profile when they find you. So they found you in search. They found your content. Someone tagged you, you know, or tagged a friend on your content. Somehow you're going to show up in people's search. They're going to yeah. come to your profile in a variety of ways. But most of the time, the only time that they really actually look and read your profile is the first time they come to your profile. Once they're following you, they're never really going to read the profile again. They'll go to your profile to look at your, you know, your highlights or your content or send you a message or do something, mm. but they're not reading the bio. Yeah. The bio is essentially your first impression. And A, if there's nothing there, that is a big no-no. Mm -hmm. B, if it's poorly yeah. written or not set up in a way that is appealing to them, then they're going to be like, no, I ain't got no time for you. And they're going to leave. So you really want to make sure that, that profile bio is written in a way that is targeted towards that first time visitor. So, you know, somebody who knows nothing about you essentially. Um, and mm -hmm. you want to put in a context that's relevant to them. So I always tell people there's three things you want to do. You want to say who you are, you want to say what you do, mm -hmm. and then you want to say what's in it for them, not me as the brand. Mm -hmm. I don't care about me. <laughs> My customers don't care about me. Yeah. It's about the customer. What's mm -hmm. in it for the customer? So whether it's you share tips and tutorials, whether you do giveaways, maybe you have a bunch of free resources, maybe you're giving them a coupon code. If they click on that link in the, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you're giving them something of value that makes it worth their time to want to follow you. And you want to keep it fun and personable. You know, you, we see so many of these um, corporate-y type, you know, language. And it's this long run-on paragraph of, you know, their corporate mission statement. Womp, womp. Like, yeah. nobody cares. No, it's interested to you. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. use emojis and, and talk no. like a normal human being. Instagram is fun. It's not meant to be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And you have to think about that in a way that conveys what you do and who you are to that audience, but in a way that is fun, quick, short, to the point. You only have um, 150 characters. 
So it's not a lot of space. You can't write, you know, a dissertation, um, which for people like me is is very hard because as you probably already noticed, brevity is not my strong suit. (laughs) Um, So I actually had someone else write my bio for me because I was like, you know what? Wow. Yeah, I suck at this. I can't. And most of us do. Most of us can't convey what other people see in us. Yes. And so I actually had another podcaster um, wrote my bio for me because they, she wrote it up as their promo for the podcast. And I was like, that is amazing. Can I steal that? And I had to shorten it a little bit to fit in the space. But yeah, I actually took what somebody else wrote because it was such a better connotation of what I really do and how other people see me. So I always recommend, you know, if you're struggling with your bio, ask a friend, a family member, a colleague, a Mm. coworker, a customer, ask people what they think of you, you know, start pooling some resources together to write that bio because what other people think of your brand may not be how you would convey it, but Mm -hmm. theirs may be better. Um, It may be more succinct because again, we tend to, you know, grandiose (laughs) what we think about. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So Jen, you know, what are good content strategies to create better content in your opinion? Yeah. So generally, like, and, and of course it's hard because there's IGTV, there's stories, there's the feed, there, everything has its own rules, right? But let's yeah. talk about the feed, the regular, you know, kind of traditional square image, or now you can do videos obviously as well. Um, and now you can do slightly different shapes. You can go slightly portrait and you can go landscape. But in general, we think of the feed as that square image. Mm-hmm. Square is still yeah. kind of traditional. Uh, it is Instagram. That's how it's always been. And even though they allowed people to change the dimensions, square is really still the preferred format for content. If you want to go portrait mode, because that way you get more vertical space on the page Mm -hmm. and gives you more attention span in the feed. Don't go landscape. If you can avoid it, don't go landscape because you actually get less space because to fill the width of the screen, you get a shorter vertical space. Mm -hmm. So landscape, not so great. Um, Go, you know, portrait mode if you need to. But when it comes to the content, you know, photos versus videos, it doesn't matter. Um, if the algorithm doesn't care. So unlike Facebook and other platforms, which, you know, video can get priority placement, Instagram doesn't, doesn't give either one priority. It's wow. dependent on your audience. So if your audience is conditioned to watch videos, you want to create more videos. My audience is conditioned to watch photos. Like when I, if I tried to even post a video on, on Instagram, it does not perform nearly as well because I'm not used to creating videos. I don't usually share videos Hmm. and my audience knows that. And I've built my audience around a blogging industry, which Mm -hmm. is written content. They don't, I don't have a lot of the auditory, you know, kind of visual um, video type Mm -hmm. audience. So I know that I've learned that everyone has to kind of bet for themselves. But then in terms of your content, the biggest key thing is it really has to stand out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people are scrolling super fast through the feed. It's like a scroll, double tap, scroll, double tap, and they're just rotating through content. So if your content doesn't slow the scroll, like make them literally stop and go, whoa, Mm -hmm. I want to look at that more, you may get a like, but you're not going to get them reading captions, which means they're not going to see calls to action. They're not going to end up on your profile. You're not going to drive conversions because they're just seeing a pretty picture and moving on. 
Mm-hmm. So your content really has to stand out in some way. And again, there's like a bazillion different examples we can give of this, but think of things that maybe have a clear focal point. So not a busy image with lots of different things going on. Something that's got a very clear focal point. Um, you want to do things that are happy. People don't want to be sad and depressed on Instagram and they ignore and squ- like really quickly scroll past negative content. Yeah, yeah. So positive Um, type images are good. The color blue typically is a helpful thing to do. Usually the color blue will boost engagement by about 20 to 30%. There's something in our brains. Right. right? I know. So random. Um, Human component as well. So rather than having your product on a shelf, have someone holding that product, wearing that product. And it doesn't have to be a full face. It could be a hand, a foot, you know, over the shoulder. But when you put a human in those images that can tend to boost engagement because people connect better with people and it looks more real. Avoid stock photos. Nobody wants that. I mean, nobody wants that on yeah. a website, let alone yeah. on Instagram, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Take your own <laughs> photos, you know, get used to taking photos. I tell people all the time, you know, go out when you go for dinner, when, you know, when we're allowed to do that, uh, when you go to the park, <laughs> when you go out with your kids, just snap photos of things that are going on around you because you may turn around and like, you know, today it's sunny and gorgeous. And I'm like, oh, I could really use an image of rain. Hmm. Well, there's blue skies out there. But if when it had rained two weeks ago, I had taken photos of puddles or raindrops on a window, I would have that content available. So think Hmm. about just grabbing random images whenever you can so that you have them readily available. And they're your images that are aligned with your aesthetic style, your branding and all that sort of stuff that makes it yours. Cause people will inherently start to recognize your style. It's mm-hmm. a very subliminal thing, but if you're the one taking and creating those photos, that's part of the way to stand out because it's, it's becomes recognizable as your own content. Wow. So in, other words, build, yeah. so in other words, build up your library now. Yeah. Like start, yeah. start today. It may not be the right photo for today, but it could be for tomorrow. Yeah. And I tell people, you know, whether it's Dropbox, Google Drive, whatever you want, when you take those photos, start bucketing them into folders in some sort of storage bin. Like I use my Dropbox and you can have things for seasonal content. Like if let's say you do something that has a big seasonal push for back to school or a big seasonal push around the wedding season of, you know, June, you know, summer wedding, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all these different seasonal things, start putting content into seasonal buckets. If you have different products, put them into different product buckets. So if you know you want to pull images related to this, that's where you're going to go for that. Um, you know, again, even daytime versus nighttime images, you want, you know, images of, puppies, whatever it is that's relevant to the type of content you create, start bucketing them. So that way, the next time you go in and say, I want that image of raindrops on a window, I don't have to go, was that three months ago, eight months ago? I know that's in the bucket for, you know, weather. Yeah. Yeah. And I can just go right there. And then there's only 12 images to sort through, not 300 images or however many you have. From there, what makes a good caption, Jen? Great question. <laughs> so yeah, when it comes to captions, there's a couple things you want to keep in mind. Um, much like the profile bio, you do want to have a caption. Long gone are the days of no captions on Instagram. That was a, you know, back in the day, you could just have an image stand for itself. But from a marketing perspective, that's never really been viable. And it's definitely not viable now. Lots of studies have shown that a short paragraph somewhere in about the 70 to 120 words is kind of the ideal range. Again, you have to test for your audience. Um, I have conditioned my audience that my Instagram is basically a micro blog and I share a ton 
of information in my captions. You have 2,200 characters Mm -hmm. as the Mm -hmm. limit on Instagram. And I have maxed that out on more than one occasion because I do micro blog. I write a lot of content. That is not ideal. I don't recommend that for the average business because most people are not on Instagram to read a novel. Mm -hmm. So typically one to three short paragraphs is going to be your ideal range. Now you want that to be, you know, purposeful, take the, you know, the, whatever the, the context of that image or video was, we want to take that that much further with the caption. So that gets their attention. The caption is where you're going to make that conversion. You're going to connect emotionally. You're going to tell a story. You're going to give them details, background, you know, tips, whatever it is. That is where you're going to, like I said, make that conversion because you're going to actually be able to have that communication with them. Mm-hmm. So a couple things to keep in mind. Uh, the first sentence is paramount to success. When you're scrolling through Instagram, you will see the image or the video and you see about two lines of yeah. as the username, mm-hmm. yeah. two lines of the caption, then dot, dot, dot more. If they don't click dot, dot, dot more, they ain't reading your caption. Mm-hmm. So that's no good. We want them to read the caption. How do we get them to do that? We have to get their attention. So that first sentence should be like a blog post title, like an email subject header. It needs to be bold. It needs to be capital letters, emojis, something to get their attention. Mm -hmm. Then you also want to do, you know, a bold statement, a a question, um, you know, something intriguing, something that's going to kind of, again, capture their attention to go, I want to know more click dot, dot, dot more. Mm -hmm. And then you can have the rest of your dialogue. So don't just start off rambling. Don't post something, you know, that's completely um, irrelevant to them. Again, Mm -hmm. think about them. Why would they want to read this caption? And then you want to include your call to action. If your call to action is something like click on the link in the bio, send me a DM, tag a friend in the comments, whatever that is, Again, isolate that call to action, capital letters, emojis, something that makes it stand out. So when they're scrolling, because again, the longer it is, the more you're going to get the scanning and people are less likely to read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We want sure. separation and space. Use something to make sure that call to action stands out so that they're more likely to see it and actually follow through with whatever it is you've asked them to do. So in other words, would you do, would you do your caption outside of Instagram and then paste it in? So that you absolutely has can. That set up. It, yeah. it really depends on you. Now, a couple, here's a, here's a little sneaky trick that a lot of people don't realize. Um, you can get that spacing really easy on Instagram, but if you have any sort of weird spacing after the final character, um, you lose that formatting. So for example, if you end your paragraph with a period and if there's a space after the period and then you hit return, that return doesn't show up when you paste it into Instagram, whether you built it outside or inside of Instagram. Right. Okay. If you use two punctuation marks, which I am the queen of two and three exclamation marks. I'm a very happy, excited human being. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you've ever seen my yeah. emails, you know this is true. Yeah. But if yeah. you end a paragraph with two punctuation marks, there goes your formatting. So right. you can only end with one wow. punctuation mark. Right. And you can't end with an emoji. Same thing if you put an emoji, but even if you do like emoji period, nope, you have to do emoji space period return. Like it's really funky. Wow. This is totally right. something on the back end of Instagram. You'd think at some point they could fix this. Like it can't be that hard to fix this coding, but yeah. they won't. Um, so whether you build it outside of Instagram, you can build it in a note, you know, or, or something on your, uh, on your mobile device. Yeah. 
You can type it up on Instagram, whatever you're comfortable with. Just make sure you pay attention to those formatting issues so that you get those returns and spacing to work. Nice. Um, it's it, like I said, sometimes it, it's kind of hit and miss. Sometimes you're like, I swear I did it right. And it still, you know, takes out one yeah. formatting. But just be, you know, you can go in and edit the post after you've published it. If you feel like one of those spaces didn't work, you can go edit, you know, take out a character, you know, change out an emoji, do something you need to do if you want to fix it. Um, but that'll get you the formatting that you want, whether, again, whether you build it outside, inside, it's whatever is convenient and easier for you. Um, I know some people like to, you know, type it up on the computer, email it to themselves, and then they copy it out of their email, and then they can paste that into Instagram mm -hmm. so that that way they don't have to type it on their, you know, on their mobile device. And, you know, and those yeah. of you who are listening, you can't see that I have really long nails and I'm a really <laughs> slow phone typer, but I'm a really fast keyboard typer because <laughs> my nails get in the way on the phone. <laughs> I was going to say, Philip has the same problem, but we won't go there. So. What are you saying? <laughs> These are trade secrets, Emer, you know? Stilettos, <laughs> fake nails. We're all up in it today. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, the let's get girls so show <laughs> well we're all out of time for this week but do tune in for part two next week i've been emer duffy of fit social media your social media personal trainer with philip twyford the cardi marketer social media management and strategy we will see you again soon bye, bye.